This is our number two of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each week we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week, sometimes the events of our often bizarre lives, and we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. This week, at least for the first two hours, maybe all three hours of the program, it's a special edition of the John and Leah Show. It's America on the Brink of Trump Sanity. And just how close are we to the brink of Trump Sanity, Leah Brandon? Uh, one, uh, let's see, March 1st, no, March 15th. Um, that's really good analysis. You, you have pretty much, by the way, <laughs> in one sentence, you've encapsulated this entire hour. Um, I'll, I'll fill in the details uh, and you can help me out here. Uh, we also will get to what happened with the Democrats in Nevada at some point, because that's an important piece of this puzzle. Let's let's not mistake that. Because I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, it looked like our best shot now was Bernie Sanders. Right. And, and Bernie Sanders ain't going to happen. I'm going to explain that as well. No, um, there's no way that's going to happen. No, it's that's not happening. The thugocracy. And, we'll uh, see to it. No. Um, yeah. Bernie is uh, the, the, is going about the field to burn himself. Um, all right. So let's go back to the GOP race. Here's the situation. You know, um, I actually, for part of last night, I felt okay. I thought... All right, Trump won. I expected that. He didn't win, you know, with a huge percentage. He's still in manageable area, you know, 32.5%. That's still manageable because I'm expecting a three-person race, as I've been yeah. saying, by the way, for months. Who, but, Leah, I told you back in uh, early November of last year, three, this was a three-person race, yes. uh, and that's exactly how this has turned out, uh, Rubio, Cruz, and Trump. So I'm thinking, okay, 32.5, that's still manageable. Not, not good. In South Carolina, under the circumstances, and it could grow because, you know, other people are going to drop out. Um, uh, by the way, you know, let, let, let's um, let's play the clip of uh, Trump during his victory speech last night addressing <laughs> this issue that the pundits were putting out there that, you know, that his vote total um, might not increase as people drop out because they would all go to to Cruz and Rubio, at least in theory. And uh, Trump took great issue with that. A number of the pundits said, well, if a couple of the other candidates dropped out, if you add their scores together, it's going to equal Trump. Right? These geniuses, they're geniuses. They don't understand that as people drop out, I'm going to get a lot of those votes also. You don't just, you don't just add them together. <laughs> you know... <laughs> He's actually right. Exactly. Even, even if he said it in a kind of stupid way. But um, no, I, and I'll, I'll get further into the details of that. He's he's right, but he's not as right as he thinks uh, because his circumstances are special. All right? He's he's special in a he lot is. of ways. It's magic. Right. With me, it just works. You know, it's magic. Well, there's a downside to his magic. And part of the downside of his magic is he's not the second choice of a lot of people. And so he's not going to pick up nearly as many votes from people who drop out as a normal GOP frontrunner would do. Okay? Let, let's I mean, if you are Jeb Bush, 7%, where are you going? You're going to almost all of it's going to Rubio. I mean, now mm -hmm. some of it might go to Kasich. Um, What's he still doing in? Well, we're going to get to that. I promise. Okay. okay. But, but, but let's be clear. In a normal race, this thing would be completely over. I mean, they'd be the tents would be coming down, I mean, the, the bags would get packed, uh, yeah. the the the, the uh, 
the party would be rallying around the front runner. Okay, folks, let's wrap this thing up. Let's get ready for Hillary. I mean, that that would, in all seriousness, if someone, um, you know, came in close second in Iowa, one New Hampshire big, one South Carolina big, it's over. It is over. In, in, in a traditional Republican world, we get around, we rally around our front runner, and that's it. We want no more controversy, no more conflict. Time to unite. Not this time around. Uh, for obvious reasons, because there are a lot of people that believe that Donald Trump is death, not just to the party. And by the way, I couldn't care less if I think it would be fantastic if Donald Trump was death to the Republican Party. I, yeah, I do too. I hate the establishment. Okay, I want to make too. that clear. I hate the establishment. I'm just my only concern here is making sure Hillary isn't president, especially not with a Democratic Senate. That's that's my only concern here, folks. All right, if if I thought Trump could win. I would be leading the charge on his bandwagon. I mean, he'd be fun as hell. We share a lot in common. We've met backstage at the Today Show. He's backed me publicly on my Penn State work. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for me to like Donald Trump. But he doesn't pass the first qualification of the job interview, which is... Can you be beat Hillary Clinton? Be Hillary Clinton. You got one job. One job. One. <laughs> That's all. You had one job. That's it. And if you can't do that, nothing else matters. Okay, so I was feeling okay um, because I thought, all right, Jeb dropped out. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's that, good. That's good for Rubio. I would like to see Kasich get the hell out, but maybe, Kasich, but maybe Kasich's playing a game where he's trying to set himself up going into Ohio and he'll drop out before Ohio and endorse Rubio then. That that makes some sense to me. I'm open to that. I'm not thrilled with it because I think Kasich hurts the cause here. He does. Um I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm okay with Ben hanging around cuz he's a nice guy. It's good to have the black guy in the debates. <laughs> Um, and you know he drags. It's time for him to go, and you know how I love him. It's time to go. Well, he tra- he drags down Cruz a little bit, so I'm not unhappy with that. Um, no. Okay, so but I, so I was I was feeling okay, not great. I wasn't delusional. I thought, all right, obviously Trump's in the driver's seat. And then I went to um, the the real clear politics delegate counter. Um, I don't know what they call it, but basically. And I, I've, I mentioned this on the air before. It's a lot of fun if you're into numbers like this, although not too many people are into it like I am, uh, where, where you are able to plug in what you think the percentage of vote will be in every single state. And it gives you a very good estimate of what the delegate count at the end is going to be. And you get to do it in chronological order. So I spent about two or three hours doing this last night. And I tried every possible scenario. With a okay. three-person race, right. I, I mean, I didn't go crazy. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, you know, do the scenario where uh, you know Trump starts talking about uh, what a slut Nancy Reagan is, because you know that was what <laughs> that was about the only thing that was left last week that he didn't get in. You know, I was waiting for him to rip into Nancy Reagan, see if he could still win. Um, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I didn't go into anything crazy like that. But it was it was basically you know the pro-Trump. I did a pro-Trump and a pro-Rubio and a pro-Cruz. Um, scenario for for every single state, and I could not could not come up with a scenario where anybody else but Trump wins the nomination. Mm. And the only way, the only way I could get to a brokered convention is if Marco Rubio wins Florida and Ohio because they are winner take all, and that's where March fifteenth comes in. 
That's the date you mentioned. This is all, all about March 15th now. Because if Marco, and by the way, I don't, I don't put Cruz into this because I don't think there's a chance in hell Cruz no. wins Florida and Ohio. Those states are no. not set up for him. Uh, only Rubio has a chance. And, and, and I'm going to lay out what has to happen between now and then because it's not a real good chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, but there's a scenario. There's, there's, there's a path. It's a very narrow path. But until that path is closed, I'm still going to I'm going to fight to the end on this because our whole country's at stake here. So but the bottom line is almost nothing between now and March 15th makes a damn bit of difference. Almost nothing. Is that right? The SEC? That matter? It, it, no. But here's why. Because Trump's going to win them all or almost all of them. I mean, it, worst case for Trump, he, he wins all but a couple. And, and, but the but the way the delegates are 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 tossed out they're all proportional. So in a three-way race, it's going to be 35, 30, 25, whatever it is in that range. You're going to, mm. you're talking about like two or three delegates difference. It's not going to be that big of a deal. So Trump, okay. so Trump could win. He could run the table through March 1st and he'll have a delegate lead and it will be, you know, on paper, it will look significant, but it will not be insurmountable. It will only be insurmountable if, he, if he wins Florida or Ohio. If he wins Florida or Ohio, good night. You don't think Rubio's going to win Florida? Mm, Trump's killing him right now. Trump is now, you know, the race has changed completely because Jeb's out now, but Trump is doing very well in Florida. So anyway, when we come back, I will outline the the very narrow path for how we salvage this thing. <laughs> and I, I, have, I have given this path to the Rubio campaign, which I'm sure they immediately deleted uh, from the email folder. <laughs> uh, but I will share this when we come back on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And uh, I'm going to go through now uh, the uh, scenario, the only scenario I see realistically, where Marco Rubio can still beat Donald Trump in a situation, this is important, Leah, where the nomination is worth having, okay? Because if this thing goes to a broker convention, it's going to be a flippin' bloodbath. And with, yep. and with Donald Trump as part of a broker convention, you just know, regardless of what happens, it isn't going to turn out well. I mean, no. I, there's just no— I mean, look at what he's already done with the debates. Yeah, there's just no way. I mean, if he if he's in a broker convention and doesn't get the nomination, he's splitting. All right, he is not going to go along and play nice. Uh, and there's going to be a fractured party, and we're going to lose. Uh, yeah. Not to mention that whoever emerges is going to be bloodied. So uh, this is the only scenario where Rubio is is still, I think, viable enough to beat Hillary, because currently he's the only one that you, you know for sure would beat Hillary uh, based upon the current polling. The first thing that has to happen is Mitt Romney needs to get off his flipping ass and he needs to endorse him tomorrow in Nevada. 
Now, there's rumors that that's going to happen, uh, where you know Nevada there's a big Mormon population, but there's also rumors that Romney is worried, like he was in New Hampshire, that his endorsement won't lead to a victory and it'll make him look bad. Um, oh, good gosh. Yeah, I know. Um, Mitt, stop it. Um, I don't know where you are, but get your ass to Nevada and get Rubio a second-place finish to Trump on Tuesday. That's part one of the plan. Okay, number two. I don't care that you, you look bad. This is about the future of the country. Part two. All right, you have to seed. We, the Rubio people have to seed all of the SEC primaries. The Southeast is done. It's Trump's. It is, there's nothing you can do about it. Do not waste a penny there. You focus everything on March 1st on one place, on Minnesota. Minnesota has a caucus rather than a primary. Trump proved he doesn't know what the hell he's doing in caucuses in Iowa. He had no organization there. He'll have no organization in Minnesota. Minnesota's demographics do not play well to Cruz. And the people of Minnesota had a very bad experience with Jesse Ventura. They will understand why we don't need a Donald Trump. You put everything you got in the Minnesota so you can claim a victory on March 1st so it's not a complete shutout while, right. while Trump is running the table. Then... After you do that, you make a public declaration to Ted Cruz. You say, all right, Ted, I am willing to make a pledge for the betterment of the party and the country. If one of us does not win either Iowa, I mean, I'm sorry, Ohio or Florida on March 15th, we get out. That make that you make that deal publicly. That's a deal Cruz would have to take. He would have to take that deal if you forced him properly. So you get Cruz on the record that if he doesn't win either Florida or Ohio, or if Rubio doesn't win Florida or Ohio, they're out. They're gone. They're out because that's the only way this thing works. And if you put everything you got into Florida, Rubio's home state, and Ohio, where who the hell knows what John Kasich is going to do, but he certainly isn't going to be endorsing Ted Cruz. If you, or he certainly isn't going to be endorsing Donald Trump, you don't think. True. So, so if you put everything you got, every possible chip you have left into Florida and Ohio, and you win. If you win, if you're Rubio, you win both of those, now you've got the nomination if Cruz abides by his pledge and drops out. Because now you're even in delegates with Trump, and you're mano a mano, and there's no more three-man race, and now Rubio gets, I believe, at least 55% of the vote. That's the only path. He can, he can win a long slog against Trump if everything I just told you happens. Now, is that likely? No. No. So you're telling me there's a chance. Um, you know, I don't give up easily. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Nothing is over until we decide it is. Uh, we're not giving up until that path is closed. So until, so unless and until everything I just told you collapses, which it will, it will not happen this way. Rubio, by the way, we, we, we talked with the Rubio people about having uh, Senator Rubio on the program tonight. He unfortunately scheduled a rally right in the middle of our show in Las Vegas, so that's not going to happen. Oh, uh, sure he did. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. He didn't um, want to come on here and face that. <laughs> you know I would have given it to him, too, right? Oh, I know you would have. Uh, listen, I got to go. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, when we come back, why is it I feel so strongly about this on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network?
John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My ghost is Leah Brandon. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. Make sure you check that out at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, I, Leah, I, in this segment and maybe the next segment, I think it's important as we continue with our special edition of the program, America on the Brink of Trump Sanity, that... Uh, Where's the music? <laughs> well, we had a bad... It ex- really doesn't work we, we without have, the music. Do we have the music? Yeah, play Where's the music. Where's the music? There we go. America. Special edition of the, the John and Leah show. Can you do the voiceover? Special edition of the John and Leah show featuring America on the brink. <laughs> of Trump sanity. All right. Oh, of Trump sanity. <laughs> we should have, we probably should have done this in pre-production, Leah. <laughs> it's it way been better on the fly. Much, much better. But still, people, I think, got the idea. All right. Anyway, I think it's important that that we take a little bit of time to fully explain um, why it is that I am so passionately on board, at least for now, although I can get off the Rubio bandwagon in a second if I don't think he's viable anymore. Um, Why I'm so passionately and why you are, I think, like half-heartedly now on the Rubio bandwagon. Uh, we got to know the choice. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that's again, you have encapsulated in one sentence what I'm going to say in the next uh, five or ten minutes, um, which is, but I still think it's important to go through why this is, okay? Um, first of all, anybody who looked at the pictures of Rubio uh, campaigning around South Carolina with Nikki Haley and Tim Scott, and, and if you didn't um, realize, holy cow, how flippin' lucky are we are we to potentially have this guy as our nominee i mean if you if you tried to create the no nobody's perfect okay and you know and i say all the time folks we're not picking our favorite flavor of ice cream we're we pick- don't get to do that no 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 republicans we don't get to do that we're picking Ever. a flavor of ice cream we like that we think 51% of the rest of the country is going to like better than the other guy's ice cream. All right? And it ain't vanilla. Right. That's for sure. Okay, right. Vanilla doesn't work anymore. Vanilla nope. vanilla is stuck at 47%. All right, folks? <laughs> I like vanilla a lot, but it doesn't win national elections head-to-head. Okay? So... So we got Rubio there with Nikki Haley, the Indian, beautiful Indian. I mean, my God, they, they almost look too good together. They look like they belong yeah. in a catalog. And then yeah. Tim Scott, the black uh, senator from South Carolina, and Trey Gowdy was there as the token white guy. I mean, um, <laughs> the weird hair. Right. So, I mean, it was it was beautiful. And, and Rubio, my gosh, I mean, his personal story is is tremendous and unimpeachable and inspiring. And he's got all sorts of political experience. By the way, people forget. And I don't think he touts this enough because, you know, when he got ch- hit by Christie, I, I think he did choke a little bit here because he basically forgot his entire Florida legislative experience. He was Speaker of the House of Florida. Florida. OK, not not Vermont or, <laughs> or, you know, some tiny little state, Florida. OK, yeah, um, he is an eloquent speaker. Far better than anybody else we have. He is knowledgeable on all the issues uh, in, in a very intensive way. Um, and especially foreign policy, too, right. I, I really believe. Right. He is – gee, where would we want this guy to be from, Leah? What, what, what state would we really need him to be from? 
Well, either Florida or Ohio. Thank you. Right. So he <laughs> happens to be from Florida. By the way. Oh, what are the chances? Right. What are the chances? By the way, married to a former Miami Dolphin cheerleader with four beautiful young children. I mean. They're Kennedy-esque. And I really think he needs to bring them out more. Well, he did after the, you know, I, I mistakenly thought he was going to get credit for the photos of him with his kids after that debate and in uh in in uh before the South Carolina prime or the New Hampshire primary and obviously that didn't work. Um but anyway, look, he he's nobody is perfect. But Rubio is is as good as we're gonna get to win a national election. And 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 we cannot let the perfect get in the way of the good or or in this case the way of defeating Hillary. All right, that's right. number one. So Rubio undamaged by our own and Christy did a nice job of denting him. Um, thanks so, so much, Chris. You've been great. Yeah. Um, Go on, somebody. And I, yeah, thank you. An undamaged Marco Rubio is almost a sure winner against Hillary Clinton, and all the polls show that. Now, what about the other two? Ted Cruz, who I know you've liked quite a bit, and I understand it. Look, I get it. He's the hardcore constitutional conservative. I'm thrilled yeah. Ted Cruz is in the Senate. Thrilled. I think it's fantastic. I, I, I love that he called Mitch McConnell a liar in front of everyone. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, let me just I'll end it there. I am glad that Ted Cruz is in the U.S. Senate. That's where he belongs. That's where his personality is most well-suited and his talents are most well-suited. He cannot win a national election against Hillary Clinton for for three basic reasons. Uh, look, he's been destroyed. I mean, come on. Okay, he he talks about the Reagan coalition, folks. That's the vanilla ice cream that th that Lee is talking about. Nobody who is under the age of fifty in this country voted for Ronald Reagan. That that coalition can't win a national election against a legitimate. Democratic candidate, especially being trying to be the first female president. It cannot happen. And it especially cannot happen when you got somebody who has a weird cadence, who comes off like a televangelist or maybe a used <laughs> car salesman, and who shut down the government. All right. Now, I know you take issue with it, but that's what the Democrats are going to sell and the media will buy it. And, right. and and because of that, you know, the people that decide presidential elections, you know who they are. We'll write him off immediately. Let's take yeah. a look. Let's take a look at the five states that matter. There are five states that matter. It's amazing that none of them, no one ever talks about this. All the the billions and billions of words that are wasted on this presidential election. Nobody ever talks about what the election really comes down to. It comes down to Florida, Ohio, Virginia, New Hampshire, and Colorado. Those are the only states that matter for all intents and purposes uh, based upon who the candidates look like they're going to be. Now, take a look at, at those five states and compare Rubio to Cruz. Let's see. Florida. Hmm. Nope. Who has an advantage there? Rubio. Uh, New Hampshire. Um, Rubio is far more moderate in perception than Cruz is. New Hampshire is a purple, moderate state. Rubio gets a huge edge there. Ohio. Rubio is Catholic. Ohio is one of the most, if not the most, Catholic states in the nation. He gets a huge boost over Cruz in Ohio. Um, Colorado. Now, this will be... That's a weird state. That'll be This will be controversial. But Rubio plays much better in Colorado because 
He speaks Spanish as opposed to faking it like Ted Cruz does. Um, Ted Cruz doesn't fake it. Yes, he does. Um, and and the reality is that for all intents and purposes, Rubio is seen as a quote-unquote real Hispanic, and Cruz is not. So I believe, and the polls bear me out on this, Rubio would do much better than Cruz in Colorado. And Virginia, Ted Cruz has no shot in Virginia because of the government shutdown. None. You got... Millions of government workers there that will stay uh, stay uh, awake like it's Black Friday uh, <laughs> on the on the night before the election to vote against Ted Cruz because those people will be out of a job if Ted Cruz is president. So th- there's no chance that he wins Virginia. I don't know whether Rubio does or not, but at least he has a shot. Okay, at least he has a chance. So in those five states that matter. Rubio, in my opinion, has a clear-cut advantage over Cruz in all of them. Why would you ever take Cruz? It makes no sense, but people aren't thinking rationally here. That leaves me with Trump. When we come back, we'll talk about the Donald on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. Before I um, provide uh, this week's analysis of why it is that uh, I don't support Donald Trump currently, although that could change if the circumstances do, and I'm being honest about that, uh, I want to at least uh, mention John Kasich, because I, I know that, Leah, you, you like him a little bit. Um, he seems like a decent enough <sighs> guy. The reason why I'm not putting him in the equation is I don't see his path to the nomination. And I, I'm not sure what he's up to. Uh, for instance, you know, he, he, I know he's banking on March 15th, you know, his home state of Ohio and it's winner take all. But he's going to go through a very, very long dry spell between now and then. I mean, yeah. he, he's, he's not going to finish in the top three, probably in any that I'm aware of, any of these many, many primaries that are occurring between now and the 15th. And it, it may be in, in – I know he's going to try in Michigan, which is in between uh, Super Tuesday and uh, the Ohio-Florida day, which is March 15th. March 15th. But I just don't see how with no momentum and without a lot of money and without a real huge celebrity and without any – he's not a conservative, so I don't see where he generates enough excitement to, to somehow break through here. I just don't see it. I think I think he's hanging around probably for personal reasons that have to do with the fact that the convention is in Ohio uh, and he wants some delegates to be able to be there. So he might be able to play a role in this and maybe uh, the, yeah. and maybe be the kingmaker in Ohio. That might be what, what's happening there. But uh, that's why I'm He's not... driven me crazy through this whole process. I couldn't stand him. I wanted him to shut up. He really had nothing of interest to me to say. And then I saw him on the CNN town hall and I was like, wow. Uh, he he made a lot of sense. He has so much experience, but it's too late. And now tonight he uh, intends to uh, he's going to sign a bill to cut Planned Parenthood funding. So he's so, not he's not getting out of the race anytime soon. Clearly, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> right. Um, and and maybe he'd be a good VP pick for somebody. I'm not you know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. for who. Um, you know, bizarrely, and this of course would never happen because it doesn't fit his personality type at all. 
But I actually would be fine with Trump as a VP. I mean, if you brought his people, no. if you, if, I know, I, it will never happen because of his personality right. type. But if you, if you could bring along his people and his bombast would work as a flamethrower on the VP side, and it'd be a fun debate to have. I mean, I mean and he'd be kind of harmless. And you could have, you could enjoy all the pros of Donald Trump without any of the danger, right? Because he's only the VP. I mean, he would be. I'm telling you, cutting off the president on a <laughs> daily basis. Oh, no, it would be a disaster. He'd be doing the C block on him constantly. <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. It you're would right. never work. No, I, you're, He'd you be know. the alpha. No, that's a very good point. I could see that would be the first time in American history the president holds a press conference and the networks cut out of it to take Trump's vice presidential press conference. Right, I could see that. Uh, or he just takes over the microphone, whatever he wants. All right, anyway, look. But in all seriousness, here's the deal with Trump. Um, because, you know, sometimes, you know, people who haven't heard before, they don't understand. Well, well Zig, what's the deal? What, what, why not Trump? And, and I, you know, I, I see how enticing it is, folks. I mean, yeah. it's very enticing. Oh, it makes uh, you feel good. Oh, it really does. Makes you feel good. Uh, he's hilarious, and he has incredible political instincts, far better than I ever realized. Really and, smart. And, um, <laughs> he, you know, there's so I love the anti-political correctness. I, mm-hmm. I love the hatred of the news media. I, lo- mm-hmm. I love so much of it. But, you know, um, there are a lot of guys out there that really – believed that Ashley Madison had millions of hot women on it who were looking for affairs with married guys, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, DraftKings.com, uh, the, uh, the sports fantasy website, uh, really had a lot of men believing that you could sit at home and play fantasy sports and make millions of dollars, too. That felt, <laughs> that felt pretty good, too. Guess what? Both of those were scams. <laughs> Both of those were scams. And, uh, well, not exactly analogous. I think there's, there's a similar analogy to be made to Donald Trump. And here's why. And I, I, I don't know what it is, Leah. Maybe I just have an ability that I don't think is that difficult to have that most people don't. But for me, it is so obvious what the future holds here, um, especially now that it's very clear that Hillary Clinton's going to be the nominee. If Donald Trump, breaking this all down in the brass tacks, if Donald Trump was going to beat Hillary Clinton based upon all the coverage he has had over the last few months based upon 100% name recognition, based upon having won the New Hampshire and South Carolina primary, all this momentum, he would be crushing her in head-to-head polls right now. It's true. Crushing her. Crushing her. He, he, I would, in all seriousness, if he was getting 52% against her head-to-head, I still wouldn't feel that comfortable because I'm – because – Normally, let's take Rubio as the example. If Rubio gets the nomination, his name recognition shoots through the roof, his stature shoots through the roof, and he's already beating Hillary now head to head. He gains. Imagine. <laughs> he he gains at least three or four, maybe five. Who knows? Maybe more than five points on name recognition and stature alone. Trump gets. Zero. Zero. He's topped out, it looks like, at 47. That's the best he has done in, up, I believe, almost 50 head-to-head polls. He has never, never gotten over 47% against her. And she has gone through 
horrific media cycles during that time period where she was losing to a socialist. So, I mean, so if he was going to win, the data would be there. We would see, it's, there's no, there is no silent minority or majority out there, folks, that, that the polls aren't picking up, that suddenly, all of a sudden, 10 million angry white people that have disappeared for the last two elections are going to reappear in 2016, and Eureka, we're going to win. It, it doesn't work that way, folks. But you know what? Everyone, here's what I hear, because I had breakfast this morning with two really smart people, uh, you know, college educated. They don't care. They, they say the polls are wrong. They don't believe the polls. Uh, he's going to win. Everybody wants him to win because he's a winner. And he's going to win. You know, right. we're going to win. Right. Okay. All right. There's well, no talking them out of it. It's I impossible. I understand that logic does not work. He well, wants me, single payer, right? But let, I, uh, we want him. But let me let me go to the next <laughs> level. Let me go to the next <laughs> level of this, because um, all right, let's say he wins. Let's say you're right, people. You're not, but let's say you're right. And he wins. Forget about, by the way, the fact that the convention, if Trump's the nominee, is going to be a clusterfuck of epic, epic proportions, folks. I just want you to imagine for a second a Donald Trump convention. Just just think about it for 10 seconds. And you're going to go, oh, wait a minute. That, that, that's troubling. That's got a lot, a lot of troubling potholes in there. Mo, not just potholes. I mean, there, there are bombshells waiting to go off there. I mean, who's going to be the, uh, the keynote address speaker? Amarosa? I mean, what, I mean it, it's, it's, in, it's absurd. And, and it's gonna, so his numbers are going to tank a- after the convention, um, if it goes anything like what I think it will. But let's say by some miracle, I'm just It'd totally wrong. It'd be Sarah wrong. Palin. Uh, yeah, Sarah Palin's going to be the uh, keynote speaker. That'll go well. Uh, or Ann Coulter. Um, yeah, that can't hurt at all. Um, I mean, so let, let's pretend that somehow Ziggler just is out of touch. And normally, you know, he's good with these predictions. He's never been wrong before. But this time, something different has happened in the country, and it's not being picked up by the polls, and any wins. Okay, fine. So then what? Um, there's a guy who has been a benevolent dictator through his entire life. People do what he says because he's the boss. That's the whole, you fired. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, he's in a position where that's not the case. He's got to deal with Congress, first of all. And he has actually fairly limited powers. Um, And he's never done this before. He doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge. And we don't know what the hell he believes. I I have no idea, philosophically, what he believes. He's flip-flopped on every single issue and and you know why and he's actually recently and he's oh very recently and he sometimes <laughs> sometimes he'll do it between afternoon same and sentence right same sentence at least same day morning afternoon depending on who's been critical of him or who's been complimenting him he's even let it out a couple of times you heard him say this i'm very capable of changing to anything i want to change to i mean that's right yes. there yes he's he's telegraphing it folks i'm very capable of changing to anything i want to change to now there to be fair he was talking about his tone but he said it before, and he and, and it's clear he's a chameleon. He will do whatever is best for Donald Trump at that moment. And once he gets to be president, should that by some miracle happen, I have 
no idea. I literally have no, the only thing I'm sure of is he'll go after China on trade. <laughs> that's the <laughs> only thing I know with confidence that Donald Trump truly believes, because that's the one area he has a lot of knowledge and a lot of right. passion. Everything else is one sentence, applause lines, and it fits perfectly with what appeals to the hardcore conservative voter. Um, and I'm not saying I don't trust him. I, I just don't know him. Who no, the but hell I tell you what, he? if he doesn't if he doesn't build that wall and by some miracle he wins, oh my gosh. I'm telling you the pitchforks and the torches. I don't know. <laughs> because, his his people are so good at rationalizing, they might come up with some way to explain it. I don't know. I mean they explain everything else he's done. Yeah, but his people have been lied to so many times, it, he would be the final right. straw. Well, They'd go lunatic on it. It just, it just kills me that Hillary is going to be the beneficiary of all the, the lies being told by Republicans, and that's, yeah. that's the most likely scenario. When we come back, we will talk about the Democratic side in hour number three of the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. 